of the essence i'm chloe and i'm lauren and this week we're going to be talking about john and jane doe cases yeah which is very exciting they spooky ones these ones i think i always find them weird yeah Yeah. it's the unknown isn't it yeah but but spooky um before we begin don't forget, we've got an Instagram and a Facebook, which, can I just say, a little cheeky appreciation for Lauren for keeping up with these, because I've been slacking. No. Um, Facebook's looking very cool, and I'm, I'm liking the posts. So Two posts. Have... <laughs> yeah, it's still good, though. It's very aesthetically pleasing, actually. Yeah. Um, well, I do the best. <laughs> So go and have a look at those. That's uh, on Facebook we're Crimes of the Essence, and on Instagram we're also at Crimes of the Essence. So easy, easy to remember. Go easy. and have a look. Yeah. So yeah, have a look at Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, I think that's all I need to mention. Housekeeping wise. Disclaimer. Yeah, go for it. Mate. Um, if you haven't already realised, this is a true crime podcast. So almost all, if not all, of our po- our episodes talk about murder or death in some capacity. Just to be safe, if you're under 18, get an adult's permission to listen. We'll let you know in the description if there's any particular triggers you need to be aware of, but generally just listen with a little bit of discretion. Yeah. Really. Without further ado... Pardon? Off. I said, without further ado, Lauren, are you going to kick us off? Did you hear that I managed to say listen in that? In that I um... was very proud and I heard the emphasis on listen. Yeah. <laughs> I can't physically say it without like really focusing on the word. Can't do it. Yeah, I, I listen out for it every time now. So you're going to have to make sure you keep getting it right. <laughs> Giving it a go. Um, all right. So I did look up. Like, I've listened to a lot of John and Jane Doe cases before. Hmm. Um, I realised as soon as you told me how short they were that they were really short. (laughs) Um, Maybe a page. I usually have like four pages of notes, I would say. And I think I wrote like a one, and I was like, oh, shrite. (laughs) 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 Not wrong. Um, and so I completely changed my entire plan. Um, I'm going to do the Istal woman, which people will know if they listen to BuzzFeed Unsolved. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really, like, the weirdest um, Jane Doe case. Have you, have you listened to this one? I don't think I have. The weirdest, the weirdest case. And I think I've got maybe some bits in that they didn't mention. But also, we're not Shane and Ryan. So, um... <laughs> I'm going to give it a good go, um, but I just think it's really weird, like really odd. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. So, woman was the name given. Oh, God. Okay. Little disclaimer. This was in Norway. I don't know how to pronounce things. <laughs> I'm going straight into the description. And it's, yeah, I just thought I'd start now because it's not going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, so the Istal woman was the name given to an unidentified woman who was found dead at Istalen, like which isn't is is Ice Valley in Bergen, Norway, on the 29th of November 1970. Police at the time ruled a verdict of likely suicide, um, but the nature of the case has proved to be a huge topic of discussion. So on the afternoon of the 29th of November, a man and his two daughters, young daughters, were hiking in the foothills of the north face of Ulriken in an area known known as Istalen. (laughs) 
I'm gonna fucking drop with this. Okay. Um, it was also nicknamed Death Valley due to the high number of suicides in the Middle Ages and a more recent pattern of hiking accidents. So, starting off well. Yeah. They, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. They noted an unusual burning smell. One of the young girls located the charred body of a woman. The group headed back to town to notify police. Sound <laughs> <Found> effects. <laughs> So that young girl is probably scarred for life. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, Bergen police apparently responded quickly, and I'm going to run over what they noticed during the investigation. So first was that the woman was lying horizontally with her face and torso up, clenched hands up by her torso, which is apparently common in burn victims. Mm. The front of her body and her clothes had been severely burned, and she was completely unrecognisable. Located or placed near the body and completely unaffected by the fire were an empty bottle of liqueur, two plastic water bottles, a plastic passport container, rubber boots, a woolen jumper, a scarf, nylon stockings, an umbrella, a purse, a matchbox, a watch, two earrings and a ring. She was fucking prepared. (laughs) She was loaded. Yeah. But these were, like, away from her body. Um, Around the body, there were traces of burned paper, and beneath the body, there was a fur hat, which was later found to have traces of petrol. All identified Mm. marks and labels on the clothes were removed or rubbed off. Uh. Mm. So already, a little bit weird. I'm pretty sure the entire sort of back of her wasn't burnt at all. If I remember that correctly, Ooh. it was the front side of her. So she had been the entire time she'd been burning is what people have suggested was that she had to be on her back at all times. Ooh, that's that's nice. Nice. So she wasn't moving about or whatever. Anyway, no. three, three days later, investigators, this is when it gets weirder. Investigators <laughs> found two suitcases belonging to the women at Bergen railway station in the lining mm. of one police discovered about $150 worth of money at that time, um, worth more now, I assume. Among other items, they found clothing, shoes, wigs, makeup, mm-hmm. eczema cream, Norwegian krona, Belgian, British and Swiss coins, maps, timetables, a pair of glasses with non-prescription lenses, sunglasses with partial fingerprints that match the body, cosmetics and a notepad. Right. So all this shit was just at the train station. No one had even like tried to nick it. Looks like it. Apparently, okay. that's what what is suggested is that they found them. They'd been there for the three days. Wow. Yeah. Probably better people over there, aren't they? I don't really think about that. Probably <laughs> yeah, nicer people. <laughs> yeah. But bear in mind, in this, there's wigs in this in this thing. Um, mm. it's all it's all a bit odd. Um, yeah. As with the body, any possible identifying marks or info had been removed. So, like to the extent where labels were removed, but also like on cosmetics, all of the identifying names of the cosmetics had been scratched off. Ooh, yeah. So suspicious. Very. Um, but it also sounds a bit like a cartoon, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. Like Pink Panther vibes. <laughs> it's a bit like Pluto kind of I'm feeling feeling yeah. a bit Pluto-esque with all this she's got like like wigs in the suitcase and and non-prescription glasses like it just sounds mm. like walking around with you know like the big the fake nose and the moustache <laughs> and she's got like all those coins as well yeah she's like moving around with different identities in different countries it's like she's bought like a spy kit from somewhere <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so an autopsy concluded that the woman had died from a combination of incapacitation um from drugs and poisoning by carbon monoxide soot was found in her lungs indicating she was alive as she burned and her Ew. neck was bruised i know her neck was bruised possibly from a fall or a blow um, analysis of her blood and stomach showed that she had consumed between 50 and 70 sleeping pills. Which is a lot. Her autopsy, 
Um, her teeth and jaw were removed. She had um, unique gold filling dental work that they thought was foreign. And they took samples of her organ tissue, just in case, as you do. Yeah. Police then launched an appeal for information. The last time she was seen alive was on the 23rd of November at a hotel. Staff said she was good looking and roughly five foot four with dark brown hair and small brown eyes. I'd like to note that someone said she smelled of garlic, so she must have smelled enough of garlic for that to be an issue. <laughs> she smelled like. Could she please identify this woman? Yeah, she smelled like garlic. I really <laughs> distinctly remember that about her. It was literally on every everything I read. It was like someone said she had a, she strongly smelled of garlic. She definitely oh just liked God. the bread, didn't she? Yeah. I'm going to be so conscious now as to why I smell around people, just in case I go missing. You die and someone at your funeral is like, she really smelled like garlic. Not like garlic, that girl. Oh, my God. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> the pattern. I know, it's tragic. So um, staff noted that she kept mainly in her room and seemed to be a little bit defensive. When she checked out, she always paid her bill in cash and requested a taxi. Her movements after that are completely unknown. Mm. In this notepad that was in the suitcase, there were coded notes. Police worked out that it indicated the dates and places the woman had, the woman had visited. Um, as a result, police worked out that the woman had travelled around Norway and Europe with at least eight fake passports and aliases. Her birthday and occupation changed, but she consistently gave her nationality as Belgian and the forms were filled out in either German or French. So she's, it's getting, it's getting more mysterious. She had fa- like eight fake reasonable yeah, how- passports. Pardon? How is she affording to like, fund this? Oh, well, spy life. Spy life. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so after they um, studied her body, I assume she was given a Catholic burial. They thought she was Catholic because of all of her aliases had saints' names as surnames. Um, that's, that's pulling it. Like, come on. Well, she must be Catholic because of it. Like nothing else adds up in the case. What makes you think she's Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> she did we'll pick surnames, every surname and she um i think they thought the area she came from might have been a catholic area but that's about it really um the mm. funeral attended i know the funeral was attended by 16 men- members of the bergen police force she was buried in a zinc coffin to preserve her remains um and i thought it was interesting the ceremony was photographed in case relatives came forward later Oh, that's quite nice. It's quite cute, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so um, a few, I've got a few theories and then I've got a few bits of information that came out later. So I'll go through the theories first. Um, given the context of the Cold War at the time, the most obvious theory or more com- most common theory is that the woman was a spy. Um, Norway had apparently experienced other strange disappearances close to military installations, um, which also traced back to international espionage. Mm. Um, Wow. (laughs) The the declassified records of the Norwegian Armed Force reveal that many of the women's movements seemed to correspond to top-secret trails of the Penguin missile. A fisherman reported to have recognised the woman while observing military movement movements in Stavanger. <laughs> it's a very vague guess at what that place is. Fair enough. That sounds close enough. Yeah. Obviously, the possession of nine effective fake passports imply the involvement of some sort of professional organisation. I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people think that she was killed because she was a spy, and some people think she suicide some people think it was a setup either that she was a spy but she was killed and it was made to look like a suicide or that Mm. she was part of some larger cover-up in relation to the penguin missile the idea of her being killed by a service or organization doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me because i can't imagine like a professional organization leaving that much information around a body 
um I just I, even if it was to distract from something it's it's it caused a lot of yeah, um, yeah. you know like it stirred people up a lot because it was so weird I just can't imagine I'm, that. yeah I must admit like as soon as you said it and like I the first thought was good for me Pardon? I was like the, the, I must admit like the when you like started talking about it the first thing I thought of was suicide yeah I don't know why I think it was just because it, it, the fact that there didn't seem to be much in the way of movement and it was she was on her back yeah it's odd it's, just, it's a bit weird yeah um so I yeah I just can't imagine any well especially like a a, like a, a spy organization, yeah, what they call it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, and you think, I mean, you could give someone a poison or you could shoot someone or you could, you know, there's a lot of ways yeah, to. Those, like, someone. They've got those like darts, haven't they? Yeah. The spies. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot them yeah. Smother her. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of ways to do it. And, and, Get, forcing someone to take a load of tablets and then burning them doesn't seem like the most legit way. So, um, yeah. So, some think that this could have been made brutal and messy as a way to send a message maybe to another country or another organisation, which I hear but I still don't think make no. a huge amount of sense. Now, some people have said that if she is a spy, she's a really bad one. Um <laughs> So clearly there's people that they've interviewed like 40 years later who distinctly remember seeing or talking to her and that she stood out, uh-huh. um, which like the one that said she smelled like garlic and like, <laughs> and the people that have, there is, there is someone that came like came forward later that mm-hmm. that recognized her, which, which makes it seem like she was very much, not in the background at the time, yeah. which is not really when you're a spy. You're supposed to like blend in, aren't you? Yeah. Well, some theories have said that she was maybe involved in espionage, but she wasn't a professional. Maybe her behaviour got her in trouble, and they got rid of her. Now, my theory, which I'm pretty sure they covered in Buzzfeed and solved as well, or something similar, is that um, she was under threat. And she did what she could to cover it up. So the idea online is that she was undercover as an operative in some sense, and she was caught or under threat. She took the sleeping pills in an attempt to numb the pain when she set herself on fire, and the fire removed any identifying features or important information in the hopes of covering her tracks. Okay, fair enough. So she definitely swallowed the pills, um well well, she must have swallowed the pills for them to be partially digested um and she was and she was alive when they when she was set on fire so that's the only like that makes sense to me that um if you're a spy you don't want your face to be photographed and put everywhere like do you know this woman (laughs) yeah that makes sense um so yeah I do think it's a little bit odd that if she is a professional, she's carrying two cases around full of wigs and coded messages. But yeah, uh, if you want to be discreet, it's probably not the way to do it. Yeah. So the later developments, apparently in 2005, a Bergen resident told a newspaper that he suspected he saw the woman five days before the body was found and that she'd been hiking in a hillside in completely inappropriate clothes for a hike and that she was walking ahead of two men wearing coats who looked quite quote southern so i don't know what that even means um (laughs) apparently she appeared resigned and seemed about to say something but changed her mind he went to the police to report this and was told to forget about it Mm. he never said anything after that until 2005 but it obviously stuck with him until then um Mm. case was reopened in 2016 and they made, they made new alternative sketches of the Isdal woman in an attempt to identify her. I will send you, <laughs> I'll put them on the Instagram as well. I will send you the original um, sketch of her because it is the worst sketch I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? It's the absolute worst thing. It's like yeah. a child drawn it. Um, but yeah, so in 2017, analysis of the woman's teeth indicated that she'd been born in about 1930 
in or near Nuremberg, Germany, but had moved to France or the France-Germany border as a child. This reinforced apparently with earlier analysis of her handwriting, which suggested she'd been educated in France or a neighbouring country. Now, I know this sort of analysis is a thing, and I didn't know it was a thing, but I really can't imagine, like, how you get to be a forensic dentist. Um, I was thinking about this whole time I was, like, writing this down. I was like, God, I'm, like, imagine having that on your LinkedIn. (laughs) I wonder if forensic dentists are on LinkedIn. I'm going to check after this. (laughs) They must be. You reckon? I've not how, how else are you going to find forensic dentist jobs? Yeah, but I feel like when you've got a forensic dentist job, that's your job for life. I don't think you you're don't, looking you around. Don't really like career jumps, do you, out of, out of forensic dentistry? I wouldn't have thought so. I feel like you're pretty sad, aren't you? Like, there's always going to be a need for you. But can you imagine like having a conversation like, oh, yeah, what does your mum do? Like, yeah, she likes analyzes dead people's teeth like she just... oh can she look at my cavity no i just find it it really i know that it's a thing i've known it was a thing but I, it blows my mind how much you can tell from like analysis of the teeth the fact that you can like, like work out where people come from and where they were raised it's weird because i guarantee like my dentist couldn't do that well no they have all my records but i just mean like surely they have the same like similar qualifications in terms of understanding teeth i think it's different because it's like they take sample like so from the water you drink and the I think it's the acids or the pH in the water. It affects your teeth differently. You can analyze, you can like take samples from teeth and analyze them and find like different chemical, oh God, I'm really just talking out my ass, Um, different balances, you know, like chemical balances or whatever. And and then it will tell you where, where you've come from. Okay. So like the water in France is different to elsewhere and stuff like that. So I think your dentist probably... We'd have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really just pulled out of nowhere. Like, I, I remember watching something about it, but I don't know where that came from. I feel like that's a lie. But it's definitely something to do with analysing... Um, that makes sense. The minerals and stuff in water and whatever. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that's... I find that really... I find I always find it really odd. Impressive, but odd. It's Very the same with the handwriting thing. Like, the handwriting analysis yeah. suggested she'd been educated in France. Like, that's weird to me. That is weird. But then I also think, <laughs> if I saw any, like, of that, you know, the, the bubble handwriting that everyone did in, like, yes. <laughs> year eight? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, they're all from the UK. <laughs> True. That's fair, actually. Yeah. I don't think that's, like, a thing anywhere else. No. I wouldn't have thought so. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. I remember one of the the kids used to like make sure every like letter fit the whole line. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, between... yeah, that's. Annoying. I used to want to do that all the time, though. It used to look really good. Just couldn't do it. And then, and then you get those people that are just like draw circles on their eyes or hearts. Oh yeah, that's yeah. hearts are the worst. It's the hearts for me. Yeah. <laughs> Minging. But yeah, that's that's it. Um, <sighs> that was that was an interesting one. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I really. The thing for me is that, like, the way everything was placed around her body. Yeah. And it doesn't make it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me that. Uh, I just feel like if it was if she just committed suicide with no. And she was just normal to some degree. Wouldn't yeah. you just put all of your stuff in a suitcase? Why would you start placing things out? That's weird. And those two suitcases stay at the station for three days. I don't understand that. That baffles me. But I suppose it's different times, isn't it? But Yeah, but surely someone would be like, that's a bit suspicious. That's been there for like three whole days. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Weird. 
Doesn't make sense. I do, like, none of them really make sense to me. Go on. No, I do agree with your theory, though. It sounds like, or, or Shane and Ryan's theory, whoever's theory yeah. is. Um, it sounds like it makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I think it's just weird because I think I think everyone online has said this as well. Suicide by burning is not a nice suicide. No. Um, I don't think I very much doubt most almost anyone would choose that method. No. And she had enough pills, like she had seventy sleeping pills. I think there was like ten more scattered around her. So she had what, 70, 80 sleeping pills that would have knocked her out anyway. Yeah. So the the fire to me seems more of like a formality. Yeah. Um the fact that she didn't move, she just sort of must have taken the pills, laid down and then or and then done that is is yeah. odd. It seems like a way to get get rid of maybe features that she didn't want publicized. Yeah. Like, maybe like that. I don't know. but she just seems like a shit spy like she can't be a legit spy surely yeah, she doesn't seem particularly good at her job no unless spies were just like that then yeah I guess you know they didn't have access to spy kids and that <laughs> then, I don't know what real spies look like <laughs> oh spy kids I love spy kids more than anything that's how we learn about. That's how I learn about spies. I was like, "Wow, this is legit!" And I'm like, I want all of the gadgets. Oh my god, I think I peaked. You know that <laughs> this is showing my um my priorities. You know the packs they had in that like little um hut that you could microwave and it made you a full oh meal. Oh my god, yeah, and she had the chips and the burger. Yeah. Yes. I think I think I re I used to like watch that that movie just to see that bit. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, I really appreciate that bit. And the what? um the chewing gum. Yeah. What does the chewing oh, gum do now? I can't remember what it did now. It Is like trickled on those thumbs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was so cool. Yeah, it was cool. And oh <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> just when, like, when he had those like tiny little cameras. Do you remember? Yes, like, yes. And you could like pop them on the corner of walls. Oh my god, yeah, this is cool. just really throwing it back to when I was. I must have been. I don't know, maybe eight or nine. I used to get. This is really sad. <laughs> I used to blue tack right and like roll it into tiny little balls, oh and then like stick it on the outside of my house like it was a little camera. <laughs> That's cute. That is cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is. Not like you did it when you were like, like older. You were eight. That's okay. That's cute. It was last year, but I just don't want to say it. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I've done. I've done two because I'm incapable of finding large quantities of information about right, these cases. So we've got a man and a woman, a John and a Jane. So one of them. So, the first one uh-huh. is notoriously known as the cheerleader in the trunk. Oh. Um, so, on the 24th of August, 1982, yeah. um, skeletonised remains of a young woman were discovered inside a footlocker in Maryland. Ooh. They were found by two hikers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was believed that she had died somewhere between 1972 and 1982, which is quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, pathologists thought that she died three years prior to the body being discovered, so yeah. it would have been 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, and her estimated age was between 17 and 45. Oh, my God. Which, you know, it's very easy to mistake an 18-year-old for a 45-year-old, um, as we all know. But basically, I read that and I was like, yeah, I understand that, you know, the remains were very heavily decomposed. Yeah. But I was like, wow, between 18 and 45 is quite a large. I, I thought, like, when you tell... Doesn't your... 
isn't there like a point in your twenties where your your like your body starts deteriorating, like your bones and stuff? Yeah, I think you might be right there. Actually, I thought they would. I thought they could identify people under the age of twenty something. Honestly, I thought they could pinpoint it a little bit better than that. Like, I felt like they could have done better. Even like eighteen to thirty, I would have taken. Yeah, like, but like eighteen to forty-five. That is literally like, like my. Okay, they're different. They're different gender, but still, my brother and my mum. Yeah, (laughs) the age difference. Like that's insane. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this gets even better. Honestly, I really I appreciate that pathologists have a very hard job, but I just feel like these pathologists were not on their game. Oh god. So she had medium length brown or reddish hair. Okay. <laughs> Um, they they realised this by right. They realised this based on her pubic hair, which okay. I'm confused as to how skeletonized this body was. If it had pubic hair, still had pubic hair. <laughs> that was identified. I just that's a bit. I really am, I, 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 I was writing this, and I was like, I'm not even sure if this is real. Like, I'm not even sure if someone's just made this up and put it up on the internet. Um. And she was somewhere between five foot two and five foot six. <laughs> I mean, if you, you could get out, you could get a tape measure out. I'm not going to lie. Like, I could measure that. <laughs> I, I don't understand how, like, why they needed to get them like that one. Do you think yeah. they just looked at it and they were just like, let's just say, you know, eight, 18 to 50 and five foot to six foot. Uh, I'm calling it. Probably got ginger pubes. <laughs> the pathologists definitely like were busy that day, and they were like, "Oh, we'll just we'll send out the interns." Yeah. And this is what this this is. This is the interns. Well, that looks about right. Yeah, that'll do. Let's add ten years on either side, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a complete. Oh yeah, this is. Well, though, this is this is your little dentist people. So they're on oh. it. Um, there was a complete unique dental record for this woman. Yeah. Um, so, like, she like her teeth were particularly. I don't know how to describe this. Like, I don't know. It was. It wasn't like a normal, typical person's mouth. <laughs> like the way I assume the way her teeth grew and the shape of her teeth. Oh, got yeah. Got yeah. Like unique. Yeah, Which you'd think would be easy to identify, but I suppose if she never went to a dentist, then you can't really, can you? No. Um, there was see right clearly after this guesstimation or whatever whatever was going on here, they passed it. They must have passed it on to the experts because then we started to get a bit more information. Yeah. Um, so there was wear in her hips, um, which suggested. She must have spent some time in an acrobatic sport, which I think is amazing that they can do this. Um, yeah. That they can work that out. So hence why she was called the cheerleader in the trunk, because they they thought that she must have been a cheerleader. Obviously, it's not the only acrobatic sport. I don't know why they decided that she must have been a cheerleader. Whether yeah. that's to do with the type of wear in her hips, I'm not sure. That's interesting, though. Yeah. So that is literally all the information I can find on it. Oh, it's really, yeah, really weird. Um, that I know that she's got ginger pubes and I don't know anything else about her. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, but I thought that one was like just interesting for the pure, like, what is that? Like, I saw, I was like, I'm good, I'm not gonna do this one, I'm gonna do another one. And then I was like, no, this would be quite amusing because it's no one, and of course, no one's gonna come forward and identify her because you'd give us yeah. no information. Absolutely none. Like, interesting. If, if someone had said that. And like, well, if someone had said, "Oh yeah, we found someone between eighteen and forty-five. Uh, she got like she's she's somewhere between like five foot four and six foot two. Um, <laughs> she's got brown hair, we think. Maybe ginger. Like, well, it could be, it might be Lauren, but it could also be like ninety percent of the population. So, oh <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was just yeah. I was a bit amused by that one. So, yeah. 
Can I just butt in here? Yeah, go. I just I just googled right. <laughs> I was I was I googled a forensic dentist salary because I was just curious. Okay. As you mentioned it again, apparently the the trainee forensic dentists start at about sixteen thousand. Not not incredible. No. And experienced professionals can can earn fifty thousand. Wow. <clears throat> NHS dentists, salary dentists, can mm. earn between forty thousand and eighty six thousand. Really? Yeah. So you can you would get more as a dentist than you would as a dead people dentist. See, I wouldn't have thought that. No, and I'm pretty sure. Um, forensic dentistry is like a is a um more of a science sort of thing um so i just thought that was interesting that you can get paid more to just you know fill cavities than you do to like analyze teeth and find out where people lived 50 years ago that's weird interesting anyway who's your next one next one is one-eyed jack Ooh. So the 20th of August, 1979. I've realised that both of them are in August. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, skeletal remains of a man were found in Alaska. Um, he had allegedly, it was believed, hitchhiked to Alaska in 1978, so the year before he was found, with another man. This is one of the theories, by the way, there's a few. Um with another man and this man his companion was the person that murdered him Ooh. now we've got some actual statistics for jack <laughs> he's six foot tall okay and weighed 185 pounds which is roughly about 13 just over 13 stone yeah he was younger than 40 years old okay. I, I give, they slipped up a little bit there that's not the best but i'll give it could that be one. six yeah, they uh, yeah. I mean he could be. They got they got his weight, so I'll let them off for that one. Yeah, that's all right. Quite thorough. Um his left eye was missing. But yeah. That would give his his name then, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and he wore a very distinctive leather eye patch. Oh that's a Which... look, isn't it? A leather eye patch. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought from that, I'm thinking, okay, that really does narrow it down because there's not many people no. I would have thought knocking around Alaska with the left eye missing, wearing a leather eye patch. No, but he this I found this quite amusing. He also had, well, he was described to have long brown hair and he wore a headband. So I was just literally picturing a pirate. <laughs> yes, sounds like a pirate. Which again. I would have thought someone would go, you know what, that sounds a little bit like our Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but again, he might not have had any family, I suppose, or friends, so. No. Um, f- this is a bit weird. Again, teeth. Clearly, there's a theme going on today. Um, four of his front teeth were never found. Oh. Did he so have his front teeth, though? Well, this is what I thought. Did he have them before? So you're telling me. He had one eye, long hair, <laughs> a headband, a leather eye patch, and no front teeth. Yep, this is what I'm telling you. It sounds made up, but it's not. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm not sure whether, you know, he had the four front teeth beforehand or not. Oh. I like to think he didn't, because I just think he'd look yeah. quite Ideally, he doesn't have the four teeth. I can picture him, like, walking along the road, like, whistling through his teeth. <laughs> Maybe this person from out of self-defense. <laughs> I feel like I might, I might have yeah. done that if I was in that situation. Come towards me. Yeah, you know. Um, but so the one theory was that that he was hitchhiking with somebody and they killed him. Yeah. But another, which is actually the most believable, because we actually do know who the killer is. Um, so I think well that that initial one was like the first thing that people thought when he was yeah. found. It's like oh okay, is an area known for hitchhikers. People tend to sometimes hitchhike in pairs, yeah. so he's obviously his mates much like yeah. Or, um, 
the actual story goes, allegedly, because again, <laughs> we don't have a huge amount of information. But here we are. Um, so he had hitch. He he was hitchhiking and he got a ride from someone, and he was the person that killed it. So uh, he didn't know him. So there was sense. a difference as to whether he knew the killer or not. Um, they determined that Jack was strangled and stabbed to death. Mm. Um, and the killer was found and was sentenced to life in prison. According And according to him, this man's name was either John or Jack. Oh. So I know some people go by... John or Jack is like a like like genuinely do just go by those names. But I also feel like how would you not remember? Surely he's not gone, oh I'm John or Jack. He's just gone he's just got in the car and gone, I'm Jack. Maybe he's killed another John. Jack. And he's like Yeah, you know, he's getting confused. Yeah. Christ. God, it's Maybe definitely... there was two of them. Yeah. He was like oh, John or Jack. <laughs> One of them. But yeah. to be fair, to me, Killer was actually quite helpful because um, he said that he was 32. Yeah. Which is less than 40, so we're on the right track. <clears throat> um, which also find interesting because did he just get in the car and tell him how old he was? I just, <laughs> I'm just playing out this scenario in my head. This man looks a little bit peculiar. He's yeah. jumped in the back of his car and he's gone, I'm John or Jack and I'm 32 years old. <laughs> I'm John or Jack. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> how long after the how long after they found him was he convicted? I actually don't know. I wonder. Oh, if, look. I'll find out. If it had been a long time, I wonder if um, he just forgot because I forget people's names all the Possibly. time. Possibly. Well, I'm not gonna lie. This... This doesn't tell, I don't know, Jack makes me feel a bit uneasy, John or Jack, whoever he is, makes me feel a bit uneasy with some of the things that he's apparently said to the killer. The killer could have lied, obviously. (laughs) So not only has he told him his two names (laughs) and his age, um, he had, which obviously was observed, he had an an Oregon driver's licence, suggesting that that's where he's come from. Um, And he mentioned... Losing his eye in a logging accident. Right, I don't actually know what that is. I meant to Google it and I forgot. Logging? Logging. Is it? I assume maybe chopping trees or something? Yeah, I think, I literally think that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Um, Because I was going to Google that and I completely forgot about it. Yeah. It literally says next to it. It's got stuff next to it. Just chopping trees up. Okay, well, that's how Jack or John lost his eye, apparently. Okay. Um, which again, why is he telling this man all this all this stuff? I don't yeah. understand. Um, so yeah, that's you know, interesting. He also mentioned he basically told him his entire life story. Yeah. So we're lucky really that the killer actually listened to him because <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned that he had a job washing cars in Colorado or oh. Utah. Oh. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if John slash Jack <laughs> has said um, it was it was Colorado or Utah. I'm not really sure, or whether the the guy's just gone. I don't remember. <laughs> Isn't being very helpful. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and he also mentioned that he was married. Okay. Bold. I will send you the photo of him and I'll put it on Instagram as well, just so you can see, well, obviously, like, the pictures that they've drawn of him. They're very good sketches, I must admit. But he does look like a pirate. They've also put him in a checked shirt, I assume, because he said he lost his eye in a logging accident, so they're like, better make him look like a lumberjack. You know, you said... um, You said, did the killer see his driver's licence? Well, I assume. So. I, I assume so. This was all in like the. I don't understand got... why. Yeah, like, can I see your license, mate? Yeah. <laughs> also, did he give? Did, did he give a reason as to why he killed him, or was he just sick of it? No, he didn't give a. He's well. He claimed. 
Well, when he, he was giving the police all this information, he was cooperating with the police. Um, but he also claimed that the victim lied a lot, so it's very likely that none of that information was true. So how, I don't know who I believe, really. I'm not going to lie. Um, how he, did he... Go on, sorry. How did he know that he was lying a lot? I don't know. He doesn't know him. I don't understand where he's getting all this information. I think he's lying. Is he the friend, is he the friend of this guy that killed him? <laughs> See, this is the thing. Some people are saying, like, oh, he's a companion, and then other people are saying, no, he got picked up. But there's no, like, real... No one fucking has a clue. Um, So he was... Yeah, I've just checked the licence thing. The killer had seen the victim's driver's licence. Right, okay. So his name might have been John or Jack. Okay. So I'm like... Right, that's... Okay. Um... So it's, yeah. So, I, I don't know. The, the, the hitchhiker guy was just like, nah, literally can't be asked for this guy. Yeah, and he he confessed to the crime, was sent to prison, and then died in prison in 2003. Oh. Um, wow. But there's nothing, like, he left, he left the body at the side of the highway... But there's no, there's nothing to say why he did it. He was very cooperative, gave a lot of information about him. Hence, they could, you know, do the sketches that they did and whatever. But there's no, like, no real reason given as to why he did it. It was just really, like, weird. I won't lie. Mm. A guy (laughs) with long hair, a headband. Uh, a leather eye patch and no front teeth. Tried to get in a car. If I was if I was trying to give lifts to people, I don't think I'd stop. No, I really can't imagine being like, yeah, I'll give him a lift. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm not gonna lie, and this isn't me talking ill for the dead or whatever, but he <laughs> sounded like he got in the car and he was very irritating. <laughs> I'm like telling tell him his entire life story. He didn't ask for that, he just picked him up. Maybe the driver just couldn't be asked. Possibly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. When he was... You're going to love this. Like, this just this, this puts together everything we just said. <laughs> when asked why he killed the man, the suspect simply stated he was getting on my nerves. <laughs> We've established. <laughs> we said that it's just really annoying. <laughs> I'm glad that we came to that conclusion before we even realised it was the truth. Yeah, me. Wow. Yeah, I, was like, like, I was like, I'm sure I haven't seen anything, and that's probably why. Because I already brushed over that. Because I was like, that is ridiculous. That's. I found it. Huh? Interesting. So yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was just annoying. Apparently. Fair enough. I mean, he does sound incredibly irritating. Yeah, but, uh, I but I just well. him being murdered, but yeah. <laughs> but as well, I didn't realise, I thought it was quite interesting, that there's actually, like, people call people a one-eyed Jack. I don't know if this was before or after this happened, but oh. a one, the actual definition of a one-eyed Jack is a person who shows the good side of themselves while hiding the other side of themselves as being incredibly repulsive, insincere, malicious and untrustworthy. Ooh, I want to see. I want, wait. I'm gonna see. So I don't know when that came about. That's I've never heard that before. No, it sounds really American. Yeah, Hang it on. probably it's yeah. classic America. Isn't it? Interesting though. Very, very strange. Very, very strange case. Um. Yeah. Oh. Really, really weird. Um, I feel like One-Eyed Jack comes from playing cards. Yeah, I've just, I just literally saw that then. I was just, like, Googling it, and I was like, ah. Oh, do we think, do we think this guy just, like, saw that and was like, I could be that? <laughs> literally. Have you, have you seen the photo of him? Uh, no, hang on, let me go and Google Images. Cause... Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. He's a pirate, and he bless him. He is a pirate slash lumberjack. He's a lumberjack at the weekends. He's a pirate yeah. in the week. Nine to five, Monday to Friday. 
<laughs> it's the shirt for me. I love it. It's just, just that added detail. It really, really helps bring the whole ensemble together. It's incredible. Oh god, this the eye for me. Have you seen the one where they do the comparison without the eye patch? Yeah. I'm settling. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I'll tell you my experience with someone without an eye. Huh? Should I tell you about my experience about someone with only one oh, eye? Go on. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this. I feel like I might have. I don't know. Sure. There's a corner shop where I live um, that's not open anymore. It's But it used to be like the happy shop or whatever. And the family that run it for a few years. Um, I, oh, the granddad used to be in the shop all the time. And I used to go in, <laughs> get my little sweetie bag or whatever I was doing with my life. And he he used to wear an eye patch, and I was like, "Oh, he's cool when he's like a pirate." Not not great when you go in and he's not wearing an eye patch, and it's just a hole. Oh, I was like, I don't know. I was in primary school, and yeah, he started just not wearing his eye patch, and he literally was just a hole. Like, I oh, I've honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it like haunts me it was the most now I think I'd be fine but it was traumatic at the time it wasn't yeah, even imagine. closed or anything it was just a straight it didn't have an eyelid it was just a hole oh, God. I feel like I haven't relived that for about 10 years that was traumatic got a shudder then <laughs> horrible mm, that sounds <laughs> lovely things with eyes just um, yeah, not a fan. No. Have you seen the the sketch of the one-eyed Jack guy? Yeah. That's a bit. He's got an afro. Yeah, it looks a bit different. Yeah, and he's got a little um, a little um. Have you seen the little mustache? <laughs> <laughs> he's got one of those little like Poirot mustaches, doesn't he? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I find John Doe cases like genuinely really interesting. I do. I just feel a little bit like underwhelmed by the end of them because I'm like, oh, that's it. There's like no clothes. Like I I don't know anything about them. I'm yeah. not grown an attachment to them. <laughs> that's what I do though. Like build you like build up and then you're like, oh I'm really attached to this person and then boom. Yeah. Maybe we should, like, um, solve John Doe's. Yeah, we could do that. I just feel like, I mean, if I got a case like One-Eyed Jack, I don't think I'd uh, ever try and solve one again. No. Because if people can't identify somebody that looks like that. No. How, but then I say this, and then I'm like, yeah, but if they don't have any family and they don't have any friends, then who's going to identify them? This is the thing I think is I think one of the saddest things about John and Jane Doe cases is the fact that for that usually there's just no one that can identify them and you just wonder what their history is that has led them to yeah. not have anyone that can identify them because I know um I was looking into another one I've watched a oh I'd listened to a podcast about it before and it's a couple that um they basically got left on the roadside and they'd been shot in the back of the head or something, both of them. Mm. Um, and But there's but they were like, they thought the girl was between like 18 and 21 and the guy was in his 20s. And just mm. no one, like, they were obviously from different families, they're obviously a couple, and no one yeah. would to identify them. And I'm just like, how, like, how is that even possible? Oh, yeah. There's two people from two different families, especially young people, and no, yeah. no one wants to claim them. I find it so odd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's proper Especially with that one I was looking into, like, <clears throat> the guy had apparently, like, um, lavish dental work and was wearing, like, a gold, like, gold rings and stuff and was obviously... So obviously got a job. Yeah, or he's got a wealthy family. Yeah. <laughs> so um, someone said that they'd talked to the guy. This is completely off topic now um before he got shot or whatever a few days before and he said that his dad was like a wealthy dentist or something or wealthy doctor 
Um, but then, like, why hasn't he claimed his son's body? Yeah. I don't know. I just think, it's just sad, I think. And they're usually in, like, unmarked graves or it says, like, unknown woman or unknown man or something like that. And it's just a bit like, ah. Yeah. yeah. I'd want if when I die, I don't want people to just like be like, I don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little bit sad, isn't it? It just makes you like, oh, yeah. But it's interesting. I find the the one eyed Jack thing. He just doesn't even look like a real person. I'm not even sure he is. I just think <laughs> maybe someone made this up. <laughs> it's interesting though. He sounds like a, a a like I don't know. He sounds like a fictional character. Yeah, he does. And the fact that this guy was just like, oh my god, you're so annoying. <laughs> I want it. Did, has he ever done anything before? Or was that his only? I think that was his only thing. Oh, that's tragic. <laughs> I'm it? pretty sure. Like, I don't think he was a serial killer. <laughs> when I, you're I, just I like a normal person and someone irritates you so much that you end up like dying in prison. <laughs> it's, it's tragic, isn't it? It is a bit of a tragedy, that. It is a little bit. That is amazing, though. Imagine being so annoying that you're. Your um, person who was going to pick you up and drop you off somewhere has to kill you. I just think that's that's amazing. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> um, being that annoying. Like, no. I know. At that point, you have to just take it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was like, you know what? Fair enough, mate. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow that. Oh, all right. I found his name. I found his name. Oh, Jesse Burt Bishop. Right. I need to find this guy. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. That's impressive. It is. It's, it's an odd one. Oh, hold on. Maybe he did kill me. No, maybe this isn't. No, that's Jesse Walter Bishop. Oh, there's a few of them that are murderers. Jesse Bishop. Oh, oh Jesse Walter Bishop is is quite the. Oh, he was. Yeah, he's. He's a murderer. He was also executed via gas chamber. I know we're not talking about him, but I thought that was quite interesting. <laughs> oh, there's absolutely nothing about Jesse Burt Bishop, though. Oh, that's tragic. We just know he died in 2003. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. It is. Never mind. There we go. Done. Yeah, I just think that's... Yeah, I just... That is quite the excuse for killing someone, isn't it? It's just get on an mean? At least he's honest. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, I oh, mean, that's fair. He didn't make it up. Me. Like, he attacked me and I had to kill him. No, it was just like, he's just so fucking annoying. I couldn't do it. Really Aaron. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> that was John and Jane Doe cases. We got, oh, it was a bit of a treat, this one. We got three cases. Yeah. Instead of two. Exciting. Um, I feel like we got a bit more humour out of that one as well. It's a bit easier to make yeah. light of those ones. It's a little bit um, calm. Yeah, but I feel like that's another one that we can come back to because there's so many of them in there. Like, so many out there. Maybe we'll do yeah. like solved Jane Doe's or John John Doe's. Yeah. Or something. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, that's episode eight. Yeah. Wait, wow. I really, really think we need to get Cam in on episode 10. Um, Yeah, I think we should do that. I think he could do a case with us, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we could do three cases. Yeah. Or we could do, like, our personal, like, ones that we're personally interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say favourite because I feel like that sounds really, like, but it's murder but <laughs> yeah yeah no i know that's a good idea so hopefully this will be yeah. in the episode when it comes up that cam will be on the 10th episode with us yes <laughs> he's not cu- he can't cut that out <laughs> it's gonna be it. yeah <laughs> exciting and then we'll we'll have to look into expanding guests i don't know how because we don't know anyone absolutely no one <laughs> we'll try very hard do it we'll give it a good go yeah and hopefully one day we will get to do an episode in the same room as each other that would be nice wouldn't it (laughs) 
<laughs> one day. One day. Right. Uh, don't forget to follow our Instagram at Primers of the Essence. That's a bit naughty. Join us next week for a new episode of Primers of the Essence. Well, there we go. Done.